Who am I? Good day, listeners. And welcome to another wonderful day, another wonderful podcast for dreamers, achievers, and explorers. Uh, our last topic we talk on the last episode we have, we talked about uh, building our relationship with God makes us speak his heart. And uh, I got a lot of comments. A friend actually uh, wrote to me asking me, I hope there's going to be a part two. Uh, honestly, I had moved to, I was, you know, recording for another topic. But it don't mean that there was a demand made on God that truly began to pour into my heart uh, the things I'm about to say now. Uh, it has to do with relationship with, uh, between spouses. And uh, after that, we will now talk about building relationship with our children, between our children you know, and the parents. And uh, maybe as God will lead us, however he leads us, we'll be able to talk on other issues. But I want to start with this little story that really, really excites me. A young child, a six-year-old child, went to his father and said, Dad, how big is God? The dad was shocked. How do I answer my child asking me such a wonderful question? How big is God? How can he describe the bigness or how big God is to this little child? And the father began to think. And then, right there, he heard an aeroplane flying in the sky. And the father took the child outside and said, Can you see this aeroplane? And the son said, Yes, dad, I can see it. He said, How big is that aeroplane? And the son said, Dad, the aeroplane is so small. Look, it's so tiny. The father said, really? Say yes, look at it, it's so tiny. Father said, okay, very good. Then he took his son, put him in the car, and drove to the airport where they saw planes that were landing and the ones that have landed. And then he asked the son, he said, how big is this plane? The son said, Dad, the plane is so massive, it's so big. The dad said, are you sure? He said, yes, it's so big. And the father said to the son, God is so small when you are far away from him. I'll take, I'll take that again. He said, God is so small when there is a distance between you and God. When you talk to God from a very far, no relationship, then you will see God to be very small, to be very far. Because when distance is between you, just between that six-year-old and the plane, the distance made the child to say that that big plane was so small. But when the father now took this child to the airport and he saw planes that were landing and those that have landed, the child said, 
Dad, this plane is so big, so massive. To let you and I know that as you come closer, as you build relationship with God, you see God big in your life. You see God big in your situations. God's intention is for you all the time to see him in every situation of your life. To see him doing what you cannot do. To see him as the first point of call that you can always come to. God desires you and I. You know, I've come to understand or realize that if God did not have so much interest in you and I, he would not have allowed his son to come to the world to pay with his life for our sin. You know, sin is the only thing that can really separate us from God. He says, sin has made the hand of our God to be shortened. It's because of sin that God said in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It is because of sin, which was so great that the enemy brought into the Garden of Eden, that separated man understand that when God created the Garden and placed Adam and Eve in the Garden, you will not hear a place that, oh, there was a, a separate time that, that uh, Adam will set aside, Adam and Eve, they will set aside to fast, to pray, to seek God's face, to do all manners of things we are now used to on how to uh, be in the presence of God. Oh, you have to, some will tell you, you need to do 30 days fast. Some will say you need to do dry fast. You need to, you know, no, no food, no water, no brushing of teeth. You have to do all manner of things. All because you want to uh, have the presence of God. But in the Garden of Eden, <clears throat> there was no such thing. Adam and Eve will always knew that God, in the cool of the day, the cool of the day meant when there was peace, when Adam and Eve would have gone to do their work, and now they are resting, they are having a fun time. They're having, you know, bliss. When the heart of Adam and Eve in a such a state, that is when God will show up. The Bible never said that Adam had to go and, you know, go to a mountain to go and pray. He didn't say that Adam had to lie prostrate for some hours before he would now encounter the prayer. It was so perfect. The creation of God, everything God made was perfect. That was the original intention of God. That was what the purpose, the thing that God had in mind when he created you and I, when he created humanity. He created us for a relationship, a, re a relationship that will be so lasting that we will be able all the time to have his presence near to us. We'll be able to hear the vibrations of his spirit. We'll be able to know the thoughts and the intent of his heart. 
The Bible tells us that in, in Genesis chapter 8, that it said, And the Lord said in his heart, I always wonder when I read that place, And the Lord wondered in his heart, or And the Lord said in his heart, Never again will I destroy the earth with a flood. Then he now went on to say, As long as the earth remained, seed time and harvest, you know, and he went to all the uh, uh, four seasons he mentioned, he, uh, talked about it. I always wonder, how did the writer or the, those who wrote this Bible, especially Genesis, that we got to now know that it was written by Moses. How did Moses, who was not born at this point in time, how did he capture what was in the heart of God? Because the Bible says, and the Lord said in his heart. Know that, I mean, if it says, and the Lord verbalized, and the Lord spoke, uh, maybe someone heard it, maybe someone documented it. Okay, we could give an excuse that it was transferred to Moses. But the situation we have is that, and the Lord said in his heart. Now, for me to be able to know what is in the heart of someone I'm close to, I must be close. Either, you know, putting my head in the chest, uh, very close, talking, or we have, we have, you know, talked with each other so many uh, times that anytime we meet or I see the countenance of this person, I already know what this person might be thinking. And that is just what relationship is all about. So I always wonder how, how this happened. But you know what? I've come to realize it's because of relationship. God was able, because of the relationship we had with Moses, understand that Moses was the first person that God will reveal himself to. He said to us, he said, I showed to others, uh, uh, the the my my you know the things my arts the things that you know others are looking for he said but I showed to Moses my way my way represent Jesus my way represent my essence my way represent the totality of me he said I showed Moses he he had a one on one talk with Moses why because of relationship. Oh, I, I thought at this point that I was going to talk about relationship between uh, uh, spouses, but I think God is taking me through another dimension, and I think I will just stay with this. God has a purpose. The reason why God made you, made me, is so that you will understand that you are not alone. We were never made to solve our issues, solve our problems by ourselves. Oh, God is there. God is there. I remember a story of a young lady who refused to compromise. She was in the university. She was from a very poor home. And she had no money to feed. She had no money to take care of herself. And her friends, the other girls, were saying, Hey, listen, you have to take care of yourself. You have to use what, the, what God has given to you to make what you don't have. What does that mean? They were saying, hey, come on, we are still young, uh, we are in school, uh, we, we, we have a, a, 
people from the town, all these uh, senators uh, in government that are looking for youngers, uh, that they are available and they will give you big money. You use that to take care of yourself. And the lady said, no, I can't do that. I have a relationship with my, with my father, my heavenly father. And they were, they, you, you will understand that they will mock her. They mocked her definitely. So, okay, if you have a relationship with this God you always talk about, and let this God that you talk about, let him meet your need. And the girl said, yes, he will meet my need. And I was shocked about what the girl did. She went to her room and she said, Father, I have not eaten. Therefore, you too, you will not eat. Father, I have no clothes to put on to go anywhere. Therefore, Father, you too, you won't have clothes to put on because we are in this together. It was, it was so touching for me. The girl believed that God and himself or herself were one and the same. That the relationship was so tight to the point that the, the girl had implicit confidence that God was with her in every dimension and in every situation. So what now happened? After the girl made that declaration and assertion and belief about his God, about her God, because of that relationship, within that day, a friend was traveling somewhere. And the friend just decided to pass through her school and to just pay her a visit. And then the friend got to her, her, her hostel and they were just generally talking. The girl never said, oh, I'm broke. I need some money, nothing like that. And then the friend said, oh, your hair is not well kept. Your hair is unkempt. And to be honest, as what the lady said, she said my hair was okay. There was nothing wrong with my hair. And the guy brought out money. He said, my friend, go and use it to uh, take care of your hair. And then he looked at her. He said, your sandals is not looking. Your shoe is not looking too good. And gave her another money to go and take care of her shoes. And then he said, uh, I, I, I'm sure you've not eaten. Okay, and you need to take care of, you know, you, have, you need to take care of yourself. He brought out another money and gave to her. At the end of the day, the girl had more than what those other girls got from selling their bodies in order to make ends meet. Relationship with the father guarantees you and I the, 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 his presence and guarantees you and I that whatever problem we encounter, he's right there to solve it with us. What then must you do? It's first and foremost for you to recognize the fact that the Father has the best of thoughts towards you. That having a relationship with this Father is known that the father is punitive in every area because our of our earthly relationship with our fathers who always you know shows uh, uh, authoritarian dimension to us we use that to relate with our heavenly father and feel this is how our heavenly father is unfortunately that is not how our father is yes our father is a merciful father he is also a lion. It depends on how, what relationship you and I have with him. 
Understand that God needs you just like you and I need God. And as you continue to establish this relationship with your father, with your heavenly father, you begin to now understand the, in, the thoughts of his heart, that the things that God is thinking in his heart, the, the, what God wants to make known to the nations of the earth, you are able to receive them. Why? Because of relationship. God is a God of principle. If God can reveal to Moses what he said in his heart, and Moses is not able to write it down that we read today in our world, that we read today in the Bible, that also means that God, he can speak directly to you. He can make known to you his heart because of relationship. Relationship must be serviced. Relationship must be maintained. Relationship must be nourished. How do you and I nourish the relationship with God? God doesn't want you to relate with him in an abstract uh, form. God wants you and I to relate with him as if he's close by, that he's right there with you. Imagine you walking and having a conversation with a father. That is, that is what God wants. I remember one day I was driving and uh, I was having a conversation with God because I just read uh, Isaiah chapter 8 and uh, it talks about uh, to the law and to the testimony uh, uh, if they did not have uh, the, the, the light of God they would not that you know that was what uh, the bible said and i was i was really really meditating on that aspect that what what the, why was god saying uh, to the to to the law and to the testimony you know you know the word of god is so deep the word of god is so uh, uh, fresh this word of god will continually give us joy in our heart and so Sometimes we just want to ask God some question. What do you mean, Lord, when you make certain statements, when you make known to us the things that we feel are touching, the things that we feel we don't seem to understand? This is the reason why God will need us to always come to him, to always have built a relationship with him, so that he can open up the dimensions of his heart to us. When we truly come to God, God will make known to us. I was talking about asking God questions to the law and to the testimony. It's because they do not have the light. So I began to ask God, Lord, don't you think, I told God, Lord, if I were in your, if you made me God for just some few minutes, I said I would not write the scripture like that. I said I would have written that uh, if to the law and to the testimony is because they do not have life, not light. I said, Lord, the totality of our living is, is life, not a light. Why were you using light? I, I will not use light. For me, I will use uh, light. And God said then, why do you think so? I said, because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I say so. The whole, the the essence of, of humanity is uh, life. I say so, Lord. Honestly, 
you should have allowed me, you should have waited for me to come and write that part of the scripture. I say, Lord, with all due respect, I know you are the omniscient, I know you are the omnipotent, I know you are, I know you are uh, eternal. I know that, God, but I say, but Lord, you know your son, you created, and you said, Lord, that uh, Jesus said, the things that I do, you will do, and greater things shall you do. I say, Lord, you know I'm your son. I'm sure you would have wanted me to do uh, greater things <clears throat> than what you have done. You would, <clears throat> you would have expected that God would be angry. No, he said, okay, my son, as you said, that you would have loved to write it as life and not light. I said, yes. He said, okay. So, a man that is going nowhere, who is at the gate begging, does he have life? I said, yes. Okay. He said, would that person be able to influence the world with what, with the position he is at this point? I said no. I didn't understand. You know, God was taking me on a different journey. I'm like, okay. He said, the only difference, the thing that makes a difference in the life of any human being is when revelation comes into you. And that that revelation is light. He said, until the light comes into you, Life has no meaning. And that revelation can only come into your life, into my life, as a direct reason or a direct result of our relationship with our Father. I pray that God will use this word to touch your heart, to not run away from the Father, but continually build your relationship with Him. And ensure that this relationship brings about a, a moment that you are able to tell God everything. I mean everything. There is, no, there is nothing little. There is nothing big. Everything about you. God is so detailed. He wants to hear. He wants to truly, truly have a good relationship with you and I. Until we come again with another episode of Who Am I? Uh, please visit my website at paulugobor.com and until we come again with another episode, stay tuned and uh, hope to hear from you and hope to see you soon. Uh, very soon, we'll also be launching our YouTube channel. I hope you'll be able to subscribe. Until we come with another episode, God bless you. Bye for now. <music>